It's Friday, January 14th. I'm Daniel Williams, and this is the MGMA Week in Review, where each week we bring you some of the most important, interesting, and inspiring stories happening in healthcare leadership and medical practices today. We begin this week with an Omicron cases update. Surging Omicron cases push patients back to virtual care. This article first appeared on MGMA.com. By Christmas week 2021, Omicron had become the dominant COVID-19 variant in the United States, and cases nearly quintupled over the past month. On Monday, the U.S. seven-day daily COVID-19 case average topped 700,000 for the first time, a number that doesn't include positive home antigen results. To put the Omicron surge in perspective, the 4.91 million cases reported during the seven-day period ending last Saturday were more than those reported in April, May, June, and July of 2021 combined. As a result, Nearly a quarter of U.S. hospitals are reporting a critical staffing shortage, according to the Department of Health and Human Services, many of which have had to turn away patients. Omicron has also affected first responder times in some cities, increased staff and student absences from school, and disrupted staffing throughout the service industry. A January 11th, MGMA stat poll found that 45% of medical practices said they shifted to more telehealth virtual visits amid the latest COVID-19 surge, while 55% responded that they had not. For those who said they were offering more telehealth virtual visits, safety was the primary reason, followed closely by staffing and then patient demand. However, Many reasons were linked as practices work hard to meet patients' needs while also helping to keep their communities safe. One respondent said, it's a combination of staffing issues in the effort to keep COVID out of the office. We've gone from approximately 8 to 10% telehealth visits to more than 50%. Another respondent said, it's staffing issues patient demand is massive. Patients want to get taken care of, and if they have COVID, we prefer virtual visits with adult medicine patients. And a third respondent said, it's safety to minimize community spread of Omicron variant, staffing shortages, and also to help keep acute sick patients overwhelming our ERs with non-emergency issues. If you want to become part of the healthcare discussion, sign up for MGMA STAT and make your voice heard in our weekly polls. You can sign up by texting STAT to 33550 or visit mgma.com STAT. Polls will be sent to your phone via text message. Our next article looks at some regulatory news. The Supreme Court blocks OSHA ETS and it allows CMS facilities rule. On Thursday, January 13th, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled on both the Occupational Safety and Health Administration vaccination 
in testing emergency, temporary, standard, and the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services facility rule. The Supreme Court blocked the OSHA ETS, which would have required workers of large employers, 100 plus employees, to get vaccinated or tested weekly for COVID-19. The CMS facilities rule, which would require vaccination of healthcare employees and facilities that receive Medicare and Medicaid payments, is allowed to move forward nationally. The CMS facilities rule generally does not apply to physician practices, although some might be subjected to it based on how they're structured. To keep up with the latest regulatory news, go to mgma.com advocacy. Also, in the show notes of this episode, I'll provide three links that provide more information on this ruling. I'll leave you this week with an article on the healthcare labor shortage. This article first appeared on FierceHealthcare.com. In early December, Moody's Investor Service published an industry outlook for the new year, predicting that staffing shortages and increased labor costs will fuel higher expenses and a resulting decline in operating cash flow for nonprofit hospitals in public health care. The report states that some degree of ongoing labor issues is a certainty, but stakeholders say there are key steps provider organizations and policymakers can take to address the crisis for next year and beyond. First, strengthening the pipeline of new healthcare workers. Even before the pandemic, the healthcare industry was not educating enough nurses or doctors. Tens of thousands of qualified nursing students were turned away last year due to a shortage of clinical sites, faculty, or other resources, driving home the need for policymakers to devote more resources to healthcare workforce education. Second, exploring less human-intensive technologies and care models. The report states that many health systems began upskilling and training sideload workforces within their workforces that, in a pinch, could tackle specific intermediate and critical care tasks. Leaning further into these efforts could serve as an immediate alternative to additional hiring. As the report states, we can't manufacture clinical workers overnight, so how do we look to leverage the talent that's available and sort of rethink how those models look within and across the spectrum of care? One way is the uptake of technologies like telemedicine that can extend the footprint of the healthcare system in ways that may not be as person intensive, but still provide access to care. And a third way, meeting demand with nimble workforce deployments. Traveling nursing arrangements have become a costly necessity for many organizations looking to avoid service closures throughout the pandemic. Over the past year, however, some of the industry's larger systems have made proactive investments to build their own internal supply of temporary workers that will place them in a better spot to address staff shortages or COVID surges. 
The report states that a lot of organizations are trying to be more efficient to reduce their reliance on these staffing agencies starting their own short-term staffing agencies. Systems, multi-states that have a greater bandwidth, having the ability to pool resources across different regions, all of these may be a more attractive option. If you want to keep up with the latest industry news, subscribe to the MGMA Insights Newsletter at mgma.com slash insights newsletter. If you want to listen to MGMA podcast, go to mgma.com slash listen. And if you have a healthcare story you want to share with us, email us at podcast at mgma.com. This has been the MGMA Weekend Review. I'm Daniel Williams. Thanks and have a great weekend.